This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Please subscribe to the program. And for more information, visit our website, https colon slash slash www.latestpod.com. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, July 20. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Tonight in Portland, Oregon, a city stunned but exhausted. Concerns growing over unidentified federal officers using tear gas on crowds. Some protesters taken away in unmarked vans. More than a dozen people were arrested Friday, according to media reports. But Those voices no are discussing Portland, the hip West Coast destination that's home to the country's hottest up-and-coming trends, such as craft brew coffee, sustainable infrastructure, and fascism. Given the circumstances over the past few weeks, clashes between protesters and unidentifiable federal authorities are demonstrating that the Beaver State is in a lot of damn trouble. Federal agents have been taking extreme measures to clamp down on protests under the president's Executive Order on Protecting American Monuments, Memorials, and Statues, through which the president has assured his supporters that he won't be taking down any of this nation's beloved bigots, revered racists, and sacred slaveholders, unless they run for re-election and they're named Jeff Sessions. Last week, one protester was seriously injured after being shot in the face with a non-lethal round after standing across the street from federal authorities while holding a speaker above his head. It was a scene straight out of Don't Say Anything. Did you know that In Your Eyes is about tear gas? Camouflaged officials have also been throwing protesters into unmarked vans, some of which appear to be rental cars from Enterprise, which explains the company's new slogan, Enterprise, we'll pick you up, with or without probable cause. Authorities have even rounded up volunteers at Riot Ribs, a kitchen in the middle of the protests that passes out free ribs, tacos, and beyond sausages. You know things have really taken a turn for the worse in Portland when you take away their plant-based meats. The governor of Oregon has called the use of federal force a blatant abuse of power, the same phrase found on the Trump family crest beneath the Big Mac, Klansman hood, and the syringe filled with bleach. But allies of the president are defending his so-called secret police. After all, if they're secret, you cannot see them. The acting head of the Department of Homeland Security says the feds are just trying to help. Like the Red Cross, organizing a blood drive for Dracula. And Mr. Trump himself has vowed to dominate protesters, just as he dominates the junior jumble after an aide fills in the first few words. But Mr. Trump is also believed to be using Portland as a staging ground to further his political agenda. Sort of how Taco Bell will test out its new cheesy potato and raccoon burrito in select markets before nauseating the rest of the country. Indeed, Mr. Trump has said that he's preparing to deploy camouflaged officials to additional cities, such as Baltimore, Chicago, New York, and Detroit, under the auspices of Law and Order, in which the Special Victims Unit is comprised of peaceful protesters. Now, on the surface, it's a cheap ploy, using crackdowns to cast Democratic-led cities as out-of-control hotbeds of unrest, drawing a sharp contrast to the idyllic and peaceful country landscapes of racist Indiana, thrift store West Virginia, and no-manufacturing Pennsylvania. But there's also the possibility that he's using this opportunity as a dress rehearsal of sorts for the upcoming election, getting goons ready to inspect polling sites or manage crowds that take to the streets should the man lose and barricade himself in the basement again. Either way, I agree with Oregon's governor 
who believes that Mr. Trump wants a confrontation to distract from the coronavirus pandemic, like a magician who steals your wallet while he saws your girlfriend in half. And just as we shouldn't believe that the man can organize contact tracing, produce his tax returns, or read at a third grade level, we shouldn't believe that he's just trying to marshal in law and order, when he appears to be preparing to order martial law. And now it's time for an O.J. Simpson special report. As of press time, it's been 11 days since Mr. Simpson last tweeted in honor of his own birthday. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, today I'm celebrating my 34th annual 39th birthday. How you do the math? But as we reported on this program nearly four months ago, Mr. Simpson's contact with the public at large has been significantly reduced since the onslaught of the global pandemic. At the time, this program believed it to be little more than perhaps a temporary aberration. But indeed, Mr. Simpson's infrequency has become a defining characteristic of his charming communique. While no reports have surfaced to identify Mr. Simpson's current whereabouts or health status, a TMZ exclusive captured footage of Mr. Simpson enjoying himself indoors at a Las Vegas bar on July 10 without wearing a face mask. Despite an extensive public record search and several calls to area hospitals, this program could not confirm whether or not Mr. Simpson is intubated or otherwise connected to a mechanical ventilator in an effect to mitigate the effects of COVID-19. Unfortunately, until he returns to Twitter, Mr. Simpson is presumed to be either dead or golfing. Stay tuned to the latest with Greg Ott for more updates. And that's the latest written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. Please subscribe to the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other weird apps. We're on all of them because that's how RSS syndicates. LatestPod.com, that is your site for all things latest podcast related. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Greg Ott. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you'll be hearing me soon. And by me soon, I mean you will soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast. 